I just want to pause this episode for a second to tell you about something super exciting that I'm hosting on the 22nd of May and it's absolutely free. It's my brand new imposter syndrome breakthrough masterclass. I cannot wait because in this one hour masterclass, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling to execute with confidence and feeling not good enough and confused as to how you can make changes to exploding your personal confidence in your leadership role and eliminating imposter syndrome for good so you can make the impact you want to make while maintaining balance and having a lot more fun too. Trust me, this is going to be so worth an hour of your time. Head over to lucygarnan.com forward slash masterclass right now to save your seat. Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Garnan, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and I wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you to create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you are a corporate female leader or manager who is tired of plodding along counting down the years to retirement and you're ready to step into your superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. The term set your boundaries is used a lot, but what does setting boundaries actually mean? In today's episode, you'll learn what does it really mean to set boundaries? What happens when you don't? The surprising thing that happens when you do? My three-step method to help you set your boundaries and actually stick to them. Oh, and I have a freebie too. I've created a workbook to accompany this episode. It's quite in-depth and comprehensive because I'm feeling generous today. And I'll share the link in a few minutes so you can grab that and use that to take action today. Sound good? So I'm Lucy Garnon, career and female empowerment coach for corporate women in leadership roles. And I am so grateful that you are spending this time with me today. So I really hope that it is useful for you and we are ready to set some boundaries. So I have a lot to cover today and I'm excited to jump in and get going. So let's let's go. Let's go do it. What are boundaries? Healthy boundaries are boundaries that you set to ensure your emotional and mental stability, i.e. so you don't burn out or lose your mind. Your boundaries dictate what behaviour you tolerate from others and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable to you. And they give you full permission to say no when somebody breaches your personal boundaries. Now, there's a lot of research that shows that employees who set boundaries are more motivated, have a greater sense of well-being and personal empowerment. And poor boundaries lead to resentment, anger and ultimately burnout. And I let you in on a big secret you may not even realise. Most people actually like boundaries. I remember in my corporate days, I managed a large team of up to 32 direct reports at one point. Yep, 32. 
We were in a major growth phase in the business at the time and we were in the process of hiring additional management and not only was I supporting the business and the technical side, I had 32 people relying on me. I simply didn't have the bandwidth for quick questions or two minutes of my time. So I had no choice but to set my boundaries around availability. I clearly explained to my team when I was available and when I wasn't. I explained how I like to be contacted and how I didn't. So I'm sharing this with you in the hope that it's going to give you some context as to why it's okay. Okay. So for me, my methods of contact, instant message was literally the bane of my life. And honestly, I'm going to probably do a podcast episode just on those pings because they are the most disruptive thing in corporations these days. So back in my bound with to my boundaries with my team, I had set a specific time each day for questions directly after our morning meeting for urgent and important questions. Like if they needed an answer or direction in order to move forward that day with their work. Anything else was off limits. Quick questions about something that wasn't relevant in that moment really are not that important. So I had to set my boundaries on that one. But I did never would send somebody off and not help them. That's not how I roll. So once a week, I set up a one hour clinic And if they had any non-urgent, important questions, so more strategic stuff where they needed guidance or opinion, they could use that hour to come and talk to me. And they loved it because it meant that they knew when I was available for support. It forced them to actually prepare in advance. And instead of guessing or feeling bad for asking or, you know, feeling rejected when I said no, they had this time that they knew I was available. And I loved it too, as during that weekly hour, I was in the zone. I was present with them. I wasn't rushing or thinking about that fire burning over in the corner or something else I should have been doing. I was present because it was in my calendar and I knew that was my time for urgent or non-urgent and important stuff that's more strategic. So to help my team in order to improve the business, to help them with development, to help them with projects, all those kind of things in a very kind of structured manner. And they all had a specific time slot too. So I allowed them to agree between them. I said, this is my hour work between yourselves, you know, decide how much time that you need with me. And I allowed the team to actually come up with a plan. So it took me out of the equation completely. And it worked really, really well, not just for me, but for the team too. So that's just an example of a boundary that I set that was really healthy, that actually worked for all parties. So I like to think of your boundaries as a barrier you create around yourself to protect you so you don't get hurt either mentally or physically. So today specifically, I'm talking more around those, I suppose, mental boundaries, those boundaries around your time and your availability, okay? Boundaries aren't necessary so you don't get walked all over and so people know how to treat you. I remember hearing Dr. Phil say years ago, You teach people how to treat you. And it's so, so true. If you don't set your personal boundaries, and if you don't communicate what is and isn't acceptable to you, how do you expect others to know? They are not mind readers. Now, you may be thinking that when it comes to your job or your industry, time boundaries like I've just described won't work. But I promise you, not only will they work, but they will make you more valuable to your organization. Why? Because you'll be focused on the right stuff 
you'll be more productive, you'll be more strategic, you'll be less reactive and more proactive, you'll be calmer, you'll be more in control and ultimately you and your team and those who work with you will be happier. Sound good? Okay. Next, let's talk about how you can actually do this, how to set your boundaries. So I'm going to give you a three-step method that I created to help you to do this. And I've designed a worksheet to accompany this episode to guide you through step by step. It is pretty comprehensive. I'm feeling really generous again today. Um, And you can find it at the show notes at lucygarnan.com forward slash zero zero two. So I call my method the DAD method, D-A-D, and it has three steps. Define, apply, defend. And I'll take you through the steps right now. Step number one is define. So define your personal rules. You need to think about how you want people to treat you. What's okay and what's not okay for you. When was the last time you actually sat down and thought about that? Back in my early days in management, my boundaries were like a bubble. I tried to have them, but it really wouldn't take much for someone to burst them. Usually people I felt intimidated by, like my boss or a more senior person. Does that sound familiar? These days, my boundaries are like steel. Even in the few years before I left the corporate world, they were pretty solid. Why? Because I grew a pair and I realised that other people had boundaries, so why couldn't I? I had worked my ass off doing everything for everyone and honestly, it didn't get me anywhere. I had no time to be strategic. I was reactive and not proactive. I worked long hours catching up, putting work before my kids. So I set my personal rules and I stuck to them. And now I'm going to share my personal rules in the hope that maybe you might take some of these and apply them into your work. So some of my personal rules included no meetings on Fridays where possible. I use this time to be strategic, to meet my team, to plan for next week, to celebrate success from the week, to work on improvements and my own development. Now how is that not a good thing? I'm going to say that again. I use the time to be strategic, so to look to forward plan, to look at things of ways I could improve the business, to meet my team, to develop my team, to sit and actually pause and celebrate my achievements and my team's achievements from the week, because it's super important. It's a massive premise of positive psychology around, you know, to be happier in your life in general. It's so, so important to celebrate successes. And so often we are just jumping from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. We have no time to actually stop. But if you plan that time in your calendar, just on a Friday, to just really look at everything that you've achieved that week, you will end feeling amazing and it actually will give you more energy, more positive vibes coming back into work on Monday. So again, how is that not a good thing to decline meetings on a Friday? The other um, rule I had was no quick questions unless it was planned in. Now, obviously, there are always going to be exceptions to the rules, but I just generally didn't, you know, if somebody stopped me in the corridor back when I was actually, we were in offices, because as I'm recording this right now, we're still in the pandemic. It's January 2022. Um, You know, I would ask, tell the person when I was available. You know, you don't have to be available all of the time. Otherwise, you're again, you're being reactive and not proactive, not strategic. When I was doing a task, when I was focusing on something, 
those instant messages, again, I just can't even talk about them. They stress me out so much. Um, I always had them on do not disturb or I just shut down my messenger completely. Why is it that you need to be available all the time? Like, how will you ever get your work done if all you hear is ping, ping, ping? And I want you to imagine for a minute, if you have kids, okay, or even when you were a kid, when you were doing your homework or your child was doing their homework, and if you see your child and they are checking their messages on their phone or on their email or on their laptop every time they heard a bleep, what would you say to them? You tell them to stop and focus. You take the phone and you would tell them that when they were finished their homework, they could have it back. It's the same thing for adults, but somehow we've forgotten that. And again, I will talk more about that in a time management episode I'll do another time. Another rule I had is if you were two minutes late for a meeting, two minutes, I'd try to contact you. And I still do that. If I couldn't get you, I'd leave the meeting. My time is as precious as yours, so I really don't like to wait around. Even now, I have a rule of being on time with my own clients so that you get the most from your time with me if you are working with me. We only have one hour together, and if you're five minutes late, it means you only get 55 minutes. And I want to give you as much value as possible in the time we are together. So it's super important that you're on time. I respect your time. You respect my time. So the next step in the system... So we have D, okay, for define. The next one is called apply, which is A for apply. Do not be apologetic about trying to be more productive, more strategic and protect your mental health. Your time is your most valuable asset and you have got to protect it. I say this all the time and it was only really in recent years I've come to truly understand the value of time. When I, my father-in-law passed away suddenly, as I explained in episode one, I realised how time is really all we have and it's just super precious. We put so much emphasis on money and promotions and material possessions, but time is your most important asset. Once it's gone, you never get it back and you never know how much time you have. So it's really important that you control your time and not the other way around. You've got to be proactive and assertive at work. You've got to push back and say no. I've worked with and interviewed hundreds of women across all industries, including financial services, social media, pharma, tech, insurance, consumer goods, food and beverage, cosmetics, the list goes on. And one thing I can tell you with certainty is that all of the big corporations I've come across operate the same. What do I mean by that? There's a constant push for results. There are always fires to be put out. There is always a customer or some big mission that the company is linked to, which appeals to your emotional side. It's a marketing strategy. Now, it's true, okay, the companies do have these missions and they are working towards these. But these statements and these, I suppose, ways of communicating are strategically designed to appeal to your emotional side as the employee. So you stay engaged, so you feel like you're part of something, which you are. But I just want you to understand that every company, no matter matter whether you're in technology, connecting people, or if you are like I was in the pharmaceutical world where the patient is a big focus, there is always a patient or a customer or somebody at the end of your, I suppose, your work who is waiting for your product. Okay. So I suppose for myself, like one of the reasons I worked so hard 
is like I said, the patient was a big focus in my corporate life. And we were obviously constantly reminded about getting life-saving drugs to the people who needed it. And it was the truth, like we were all working hard to serve the patient. But in the process, I sometimes neglected my own family and friends, and some of whom were actually the very patient I was serving as they actually took our products. I sometimes felt so compelled to do my part. I shouted at my kids and, you know, put them to bed early at times when they were making noise so I could get something done on the laptop if they were too loud. But looking back, sometimes all they were doing was playing or they were looking for my attention. And it's one of my biggest regrets, actually. And I'm going to share a story now that is, you know, it's not easy for me to talk about this stuff, but I, I'm doing it in the hope that there's some mothers listening to this who are, I suppose, their kids are smaller, mine are older now, who can, I suppose, learn from my mistakes and make some changes. I remember having a conversation with Jaden, my son, who's now 14, when he was around maybe seven. And I asked him how I could be a better mom. And he said he he hated when I was shouted at him. And this really isn't easy for me to say, guys, but I'm sharing this again in the hope that it will help you if you can relate. All mothers have their moments and shout at their kids. It's one of the things we all feel guilt over. I've discussed this with many clients too, so just please know you're not alone. But when you have so much on your mind and when you're so focused on the work problems and your child is noisy, it can be really hard to keep your cool. But if you remember what's important... And if you set your boundaries, everything shifts. Back when I had that conversation with Jaden around seven years ago, I was always working. I got calls in the evenings, even calls in the middle of the night. I thought I had no choice. I didn't know how to set my boundaries. I had this sense of duty. I thought I had to jump on my boss or somebody more senior said so or when the business needed it or the patient needed it. But in hindsight, I should have said no. I should have pushed back more. But I didn't know how until I did. In the few years before I left the corporate world, I had set some pretty strong boundaries. I stopped putting work first all the time and I tried to be more present with my family as they were the reason I was doing what I was doing in the first place. It was an oxymoron. I was working hard as I wanted to give them a good life. But how is it a good life when you're not present with them? I have three children, Jaden is 14, Sarah May is almost 10, Kate's almost 6 and trust me when I say they grow up fast. Some of you will know this. You only get one shot with your kids while they are young. Be with them. Prioritise them. You can still make a big impact at work and in your career. You can still be successful without sacrificing your whole life. Do your job and do it super well. Be present, be strategic, be productive during your work hours and then give yourself permission to switch off and live after work. And then the third and final step in the method. So we have defined our boundaries. We have now applied our boundaries and now it's time for defend. So we need to defend your boundaries and your personal rules. So if you've worked your way up the corporate ladder, you have already proven your commitment to the company. I mean, you're definitely not declining a meeting so you can go and file your nails or skive off. You are way too professional for that. So once you have set and applied your rules, you must be ready to defend them, okay? Be playful with this. Make it a little game in your head. Imagine you're like Princess Khaleesi in Game of Thrones defending her kingdom. God, I love that show. And I, you know, I really thought it wasn't my thing originally. 
If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, just imagine a beautiful princess defending her kingdom with fire-breathing dragons. Defend at all costs. And when I say defend your boundaries, you may be surprised by this, you'll mostly be defending them to one person. And that is yourself. Your own mindset is the biggest thing that will get in your way when you try to apply this. People pleasing will rear its head. You'll come up with all sorts of reasons you shouldn't let others down. So I want you to go to my website at www.lucygarnan.com forward slash 002 and download the workbook with the exercise and write down the reasons that you may say no to others. From my own experience, when I set my boundaries, it was actually because I wanted to add more value to the company to be more productive, to improve systems, to make sure my team were happy, to develop them, to support them and finish work on time for the most part so I could be present with my children and enjoy my life. Now, what is so wrong with that? Isn't that what we all want? So do you see why setting your boundaries does not mean you're a bad employee or a bad leader? It's the complete opposite. It will gain you respect And you never know, you might just set off a chain reaction in your company. So to recap all of that, the DAD method, D-A-D, define, apply, defend. Number one, define your personal rules and boundaries. I want you to be proactive and take a pen and piece of paper within 24 hours of listening to this episode and write them out. I've designed the workbook, like I said, to accompany this episode to guide you and you can grab it in the show notes at lucygarnan.com forward slash 002. Step two, apply your personal rules. You've got to put them into action. And step three, defend your personal rules. Remember Princess Khaleesi. So what actions are you going to take today? Are you going to take the time to apply what you've learned? I really hope so. And I have a favour to ask, can you please share this with two or three other women in leadership roles who you know need to start setting more boundaries, who need to hear this? They'll be super grateful and you'd really be helping me out too. And if you're listening on iTunes, please follow, give my show a five star review. Again, you would be helping me to push my show to more people who need to hear it and you'd really be helping me out. So until next week, remember... Success, balance and happiness is possible. You hold all the power to make changes. That's it. Bye for now.